I am Tovacito. I believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And I believe it's our job to get us there. Every week, I will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, hello, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito. We are so happy to have you join us here today on this beautiful Texas... Is it Monday or Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Monday. Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. Wait, is no, it? No, today's Monday. It is Monday? <laughs> I've been thinking it was Tuesday all day. <laughs> Who's on first, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we always record on Monday. What am I thinking? Yeah, but last week we recorded on Tuesday. That's so right. So maybe that's why our wheels are off. Maybe. Oh, man, uh, I thought I was so behind. I'm like, no, I have an extra day. This is great. <laughs> what a pleasant mistake. I think I would have probably panicked if it was Tuesday because I have so much to do this week. Yeah, me so too. So do you. Like, oh, man. Yeah. We're both talking about how we're a little behind right now yep. in life. I'm like, damn, it's already Tuesday. I'm like, I've already lost a day this week. <laughs> but I got it back, so it's all good. Okay, we need to thank today's sponsor of The Remedy. Uh, Brittany Davison is a dear, precious friend and very, very um, devoted listener of The Remedy with Tovacito, and um, she is sponsoring today. She is actually why our guest, and I can't believe I get to say it, is in studio today. Woot, woot. Kev. It's been a while. Are you <laughs> waiting for a sound get effect excited. or something? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. You're, are you a producer or what? <laughs> what are you doing over there? You know, I'm always paying more attention to the technical side than the content side. I think it's, you are playing Mario Kart or something, some video game. <laughs> you can see everything on my computer. <laughs> Not that I don't like Mario Kart. Do you like Mario Kart? Yeah, I love Do all Mario games. really still play Mario Kart? Oh, yeah, for sure. Is it one of those interactive ones, like you could be playing with some guy in an apartment in Kansas? No. I, maybe. I'm not sure. But okay. I think most people play it at home still. <laughs> they have one now where you can like set up the course in your own house and then like play it on your Switch, and it like, has a little camera on it. And, like It's like a virtual track in your own home. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's called like, Mario Kart Live or Go or something. I know you're fascinated in that. It, you know what cracks me up is that your generation, and I will say your generation because you're 33? Five. Five. I'm 14 years older than you. You're a different generation. You guys grew up playing video games in a way that I didn't, and my kids play video games. I'm just wondering. My daughter doesn't play video games. Carter barely plays video games, but George does. Like, he, Is he going to be a 50-year-old man playing video games? Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good way to, it's a good way of storytelling. Well, it depends on what kind. Like, I like the kind of story you play by yourself, like reading a book. But these days, kids all want to get online and shoot each other, which is different, you know? Yeah. That's how I'm a different generation, sort of. I don't like the whole online thing. Yeah, probably. But yeah, yeah I don't think, I think that's a good thing. I think video games are good for you. They're good for your motor skills and critical thinking, puzzle solving, all kinds of stuff. We have a psychologist in the house. I'm going to go ahead and ask her. That's a good idea. Refer <laughs> to the experts. <laughs> Not my specialization. <laughs> Are you pleading the fifth on this? I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so our guest today, I'm very excited to have her in the studio. Her name is Lori Lancashire, 
And um, Lori has a lot of fancy letters after her name. Um, I met you years ago, actually, through a very mutual friend and somebody we both love and mm -hmm. respect, Janice yep. Gant, who's always, you were just saying, you, you listen to her and I um, from time to time on The Remedy. Yep. Um, so we met and you, you two produced a radio show that we did. I was a guest on, um, but I met you in another no, I think the first time we met was on the radio show. And then, but did I meet you again after? Is that the only time? Felt like I've had another conversation with you, but maybe not. Oh, I have had another conversation yeah. with you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, there was something else. <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> At the same time, I like that. <laughs> um, okay, so today I asked you to please come and be my guest because Brittany. Um, she asked me if I, she texted me and said, have, have you ever heard of brain spotting? And I was like, no, I've never heard of this. And she said, check this out. And she sent me your website. Mm -hmm. um, no, she actually, I think, just told me your name. She told yeah. me your name and, yeah. and what you, I think you sent me your web. Anyway, I looked up your website. Um, maybe I Googled what brain spotting was, but I yeah. asked you to explain it to me. And Brittany said, you have to try this. And she, it was actually funny. She said that after she got in the car, that I was the first phone call. She, that's great. That's <laughs> Cause great. she was like, I knew you would, you would really get something out of this. And, yeah. and I really, that's kind of a, that's a, like a big phone call to make to somebody. Like, I think you'll get something out of it. But she, I, her and I both talked later and I sure. think it was such a God thing because yeah. it was such an amazing experience for me. So anyway, I called you and asked you, um, to tell me a little bit about it. And then I came in to your office and I did brain spotting, which yep. we're going to totally go into in this time together. Um, and it was a truly life-changing experience for me. That's great. It was um, for me, too, the first time I did it. Mm -hmm. And the first time I heard about it, I thought, oh, what is that? And I didn't even go look it up and didn't think about it for two years. And then I got into some anxiety of my own that I couldn't get rid of, mm -hmm. and it came back. Brain spotting. And so I looked at the therapist that... I had met that did it and was like, hey, I think I need to try this. And once I did it, I was like, I need to go get trained in this. That's so. a, That's pretty phenomenal. That yeah. After one experience, you had, it was so profound and so life-changing that you were like, I, I got to know more. I, I've got to create this opportunity for other people because it was such an, Yeah, well, a as, a, as a therapist, I'd worked on my stuff mm -hmm. as you have it we all have stuff mm -hmm. so I'd worked on that for a good 10-15 years mm -hmm. and so I was really confused like why am I still dealing with this low-grade anxiety I'm talking to my little girl inside I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing and it wasn't going away mm -hmm. and um it did with brain spotting it's amazing yeah yeah uh, we'll get into that yes okay so first if you would will you tell um all of our thousands of listeners all over the world. Who is Lori? Tell us about you. Well, you I am, uh, I was born here in Texas and, uh, gosh, 
you want my 90 <laughs> second spiel yes i give most people yes that are in my office um but i'll give it to thousands of people right now sure um, so I was born into a family where, uh, my mother had been raised by an abusive alcoholic. And because of that, my mom dealt with some spillover anger, which we know as rage in my home. And because she raged, I, as a teenager, decided I needed to protect myself. And the way that teenagers tend to do that is either to go into perfection or rebellion. And I chose rebellion. A lot more fun that way. Um, it's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so can when say that again, when teenagers are experiencing, when teenagers have, uh, trauma in their household, mm -hmm. they tend to go to one or two extremes, which mm -hmm. is either rebellion or perfection as a way to self-protect. Mm. And the reason they go into extremes is so that eventually they'll leave home, fly the nest, right? Mm -hmm. That's a biological mm -hmm. thing that happens to teens. Mm -hmm. um, and we want that, right? Sure. But it's in adulthood that we learn to live in a more moderate way. Teenagers aren't really supposed to do that. They're supposed to be impulsive. All of that's supposed to be happening. But when you have trauma in the home, you're going to either get really rebellious or you're going to get really, really perfect because mm -hmm. you're trying to get your value mirrored back to you by your, your family system. Mm -hmm. And if it's not going to mirror it back to you, then you're going to show them how good you can be at being bad. Mm. Right? Or how good you can be at being good. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So I was I, really, really good at being bad. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so. How are you bad? I'm just curious. I was bad. I was bad. Oh, I can't even see that's it. That's not part of my 90-second spiel, sorry, Tova. Sorry. <laughs> You're just so damn together. I'm like, wait, what? Okay, we can, Thank we you. can talk Thank about that. Thank you, Janice Gant. We can talk about that um, over a glass of wine. It's yeah. an interesting pry, though, for sure. Yeah. And so, you know every single listener is like, what did she yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> Typical stuff. Did right? she do the same thing I did? Was Typical I bad? Stuff. That's what I'm out, wondering. Sneaking out of my house, doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. And so um, what happened was when I was about 14, my mom took me into a therapist. And from my memory, she says this is not how it, it went down. But from my memory, she sat me down and said, fix her. And the therapist looked at my mom and said, it's not her, it's you. And my mom actually got into therapy and did real intensive work mm -hmm. on the grief that she had over her own childhood. Mm. And so that's trauma work, right? And that was great. Uh, the wheels were off my bus. And so it took me several more years and um, being in a pretty painful marriage that I got into therapy and did my own work. Mm -hmm. And that was at about age 33. And that was through Pia Melody's model that Janice mm -hmm. uses. And um, the minute I could go get trained in it, I did. And then um, I got trained in Terry Reel's model and just mm -hmm. kind of followed the steps that Janice kind of laid out before me because it all worked. And it was the only thing that I found that worked. Mm -hmm. um, and so the brain spotting came up for me because I had done all of the parts work. I had really um, gone in and recovered a sense of who I was as an authentic being, mm -hmm. you know, and... Mm -hmm. um, Did your family of origin... Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> ...work? Exactly. Figured out why... Exactly. ...you ticked the way that... Yep. ...you ticked? Yep. 
And so that's kind of my 90 second spiel that I give people. I have two kids, um, about to get a puppy. Um, <laughs> after I lost my spirit dog about two years ago. Um, and your kids are 20 and 17? 20 and 17. And a boy, yeah. girl, right? Boy, girl. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, where did you go to school? I went to high school in Denton. Okay. When there was one high school. Wow. There's now like six, I yeah. think. Six or seven. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and college? College, I went to the University of Texas in Arlington because I was a commuter kind of kid. I needed to work my way through college. And then while I was married, I was going to a night school here in Dallas and got my uh, LPC. Got it. Yep. And so how long have you been a therapist? How long have you been counseling? Since 2009. Oh, yeah. 11 years. Yeah. Okay. And you have an office here in Dallas, right off of Lovers. You are uh, where Janice used to be. You and Janice used to office together. Yep. Janice was my therapist for a long time. And when I got licensed, she said, come in and use my office if you need to. And so I did. And then I got um, into working with another therapist that was in the office writing substance abuse evaluations for him for the family court for about five years. And um, I went and got trained in eating disorders and specialized in that. And you know, just found my way to, um, you know, really enjoying working with, now I can work with couples. When I first got a divorce, I didn't want to do that at all because I was triggered by all of my Mm -hmm. own experience and grief and trauma with that, but over that and engaged to a wonderful new man. Hard for you to not sit there in judgment and say, what the hell were you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) How could you do that to her? How could you do that to her? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> stayed away from that for a while you know what's funny is i do i rarely counsel i do premarital counseling right because that's very different than counseling yeah. couples who are in stress or yeah you know yeah i that's not my specialty yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it it does i mean counseling people does trigger your own stuff oh for sure yeah for sure yeah it's hard it's really important to stay in your lane, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard yeah. because you get real opinionated or triggered about, yep. wait, I've seen this before. I've felt that before, mm-hmm. and it's hard not to take a side sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> okay, so how long ago did you get, would you mind sharing a little bit about your, as much as, as you want to, about your brain spotting, ex- your personal experience? Sure. Before you got trained? No problem. Um, so I went, uh, it was actually this year. So I'm just finishing up my certification with brain spotting. And um, that was a lucky thing because of the pandemic. I was able to do my training online. Otherwise, it would have taken me a couple of years to travel to all the places to get uh, the certification for that. So um, that's one silver lining for me with the mm-hmm. pandemic. Um, and so in January of 2020, I went to San Antonio and worked with a therapist that was trained in brain spotting. And she told me to look it up and I didn't because I'm a trial by fire kind of gal and just wanted to have the experience. I didn't want to get in front of myself to not believe it or, you know, discount it, have any judgment around it before I went into it. Yeah. And so she uh, put these headphones on me, which had bilateral music that goes between left and right brain um, in the hemispheres. And just to ask real quick, yep. is that part, it going left, right? Yep. Is that part of the experience? Like, is that 
Yes. Neurobiologically, that um, shuts down the amygdala, which is where our trauma is stored. And so we're able to go in and open up the encapsulation of that trauma and let the nervous system unwind that trauma. Um, And that's part of... um, that's part of the mindfulness-based practice of brain spotting, but it's also the brain um, psychology behind it. Mm. Yeah. So it's a lot of brain science that I am not well-versed in, mm-hmm. um, but we certainly get taught all of that, and I have to kind of read it over and over and over again to, oh, <laughs> to get it. I can't even imagine how yeah. difficult that – I would be like, I trust you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, and that's the cool thing about brain spotting is it is an incredibly intuitive um, therapy practice because as a therapist, what we're doing is we're sitting back and we're following where the client goes. The client knows what's happening in their experience. We don't necessarily know that. So back to my experience, Mm -hmm. I put on these headphones and I um, am focused in on the end of a pointer and I hold my gaze on the end of this pointer. And what happens is that the room becomes incredibly milky. At the time, I didn't know what any of that meant, but I Mm -hmm. thought, this is cool. And I was processing uh, an old memory of when I was about eight years old, watching my mom get in an argument with my stepdad. And as I said, she she didn't just argue, she raged. And it was really, really scary for me as an eight-year-old to conceptualize why my mother was so out of control. So was this image, this vision that you were seeing, had that actually happened or was it just something that you were seeing? Yeah. No, that's part of my memory. It's part of that flashbulb memory. All of us have those flashbulb memories from our childhood Mm -hmm. where we Mm -hmm. don't really hold the details, but we know that, um, that something has happened. This is kind of funny. My father, hopefully he doesn't listen. My first memory of my father, they were, uh, you know, kind of young adults in the 70s. And my first memory of my father is him swallowing fire. And he says, what are you talking about? I swallowed fire. And I said, oh, you know, a joint got too small and you actually swallowed it. You were sitting on a bale of hay in the middle of a ranch. And he was like, you were three years old. How do you remember that? I'm like, you swallowed fire. (laughs) My dad (laughs) swallowed fire. (laughs) So we all have those. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't know where I was in that memory today, right? Mm -hmm. He had to fill in those details. My brain didn't hold that detail. I just knew. He swallowed fire. Oh, my gosh. My dad just swallowed fire. So um, fellow traveler here. You know, I'm also a therapist. But part of what I do is I am a fellow traveler. We're human, right? Mm -hmm. And so... In this memory of processing uh, with my mother, it wasn't so much that the brain spotting brought back that memory as much as it brought back the feeling and the anxiety that I had. And then what happens is that our, our nervous system is given the opportunity as our logical reasoning brain is taken offline, which is the neocortex. It's taken offline. So our subcortical brain, which is the midbrain, which holds trauma, connects to the nervous system or activates the nervous system rather and unwinds that trauma memory. And so during my brain spotting session, my right eye teared profusely. I did not have one tear out of my left eye, which I at the time had some thought about, but brain spotting isn't about thinking. It's about Mm -hmm. feeling and being present and going in with curiosity mm-hmm. and allowing your body to have the opportunity to, to express and expel 
what it needs to do mm-hmm. in order to heal you so that when you go back into a situation, which for me is confrontation, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like conflict. Mm-hmm. And um, if something means something to me, then I'm attached to the outcome. Mm-hmm. I want it to go well. Right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I was highly activated and um, was able to go back to that situation and not be as activated. Mm. You know, I was able to stay more present in my adult self mm-hmm. than go into that little kiddo. What was interesting to me is when you explained it to me and you said, you know, you're just going to stare at this pointer and the room will become milky. You told me that exact thing. And you just try not to think. Just yep. try to be present yep. and let let your mind do whatever. <laughs> when I first started, like... All you're thinking is, don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, what's interesting about that is really it's better as a therapist if we don't say a whole lot because your neocortex wants to hold on to the language so that it can logic and reason, right? Yes, yes. And, um, you know, if if you are activated enough with enough tension or discomfort, anxiety, anger, sadness, whatever that is, then your your neocortex will go offline pretty quickly. Yeah. It it went it went to another place. Yeah. It's hard to explain, but it went to another place, but I I mean when it first started before the room got milky and before I I just <laughs> was like how is this going to work because I can't think of anything else other than I'm not supposed to be thinking about anything. <laughs> That's probably a mistake on my part. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, no, but it's I mean, it is where you it's it is where you get eventually, but it is amazing right. how your mind just does it. It's not yep. something you control or something you do. It's your mind, that part of your mind, you can sense it, you mm-hmm. can feel it really mm-hmm. starts to take over. Yep. And it's and what's great truly with, amazing. with brain spotting, you can do it with a um, different different spots or, or different places to hold your gaze. So you can do one where it's really activated, and then you can have what they call a resource spot, which is your grounding spot. And we don't necessarily do that unless somebody's really at a 10 and they're really experiencing high trauma. But the nice part about that is um, when I was doing that in January, she said, hey, why don't you go and look at this other spot? And my brain was like curious about it, but really wanted to hang out in the more activated spot because it wanted to kind of heal itself, right? Wow. And that was profound to me when I understood what it was I was doing after the fact. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you, I, I, I'm, I derailed, you know, digressed us. Um, so keep going Yeah. with, with your experience. So, um, that for me, one, when the other part of that is after you get done brain spot and you're really tired, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people can have gastrointestinal reactions to that. If it's really high trauma, you can um, feel sick to your stomach and be really uncomfortable because you are activating your nervous system. Um, but for me, I was just really kind of tired. And when I came back home, um, what I was told and what I witnessed was after you're done, your nervous system stays activated and it will continue to work out what it needs to work out without you thinking about it. But it's, it's on and it's doing its thing. And about a week later, I just kind of took a look at it and all I thought really was, huh, it's not there. And I've had a lot of people say that it's just kind of like, huh, 
I don't feel as intense about that. Whether it's the anger, sadness, right. anxiety, right. that that dissipates for for most of right. your clients. Yep. Is brain spotting so for you? I know you said it was you were dealing with anxiety. Mm-hmm. I hope that's okay for me to say. Yeah. Um, um, I am human. Yes, of course. <laughs> Thank God, because I don't want to see a therapist who's not human. <laughs> that's what I love about Janice. Yeah. she she's messed up just like me no. um but uh wait what was i gonna oh for you for you you said that, that it was an anxiety that i mean like you said you'd done all of your family of origin you'd been in therapy you'd read all the books you've gone to the courses you've taken the classes you've got letters behind your name and you're right. still struggling right with anxiety did you have a sense of what brought this anxiety on? Did you, was no, there a thing? No, because the, the, the uh, confrontation that I was dealing with in my life, the anxiety didn't match it. Oh. It didn't make sense. Interesting. And so I knew I was in what we call um, hyperarousal, right? I knew I was in my fight or flight because I could just feel it. It was turned on. How do I get it turned off? I was like, I couldn't find the switch, you know, and I was using all the tools that I had in my toolbox and it wasn't really working. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that David Grand, who is the man who discovered brain spotting in 2003, um, says is that mathematically, I'm going to read it because I don't remember math Mm -hmm. or numbers very well. Mm -hmm. Mathematically, we have one to four quadrillion synaptic connections in the human nervous system. So a quadrillion is a billion multiplied by a billion. And what are synaptic? The neural connections that Mm -hmm. create thought, that bring together uh, experience, that hold trauma, right? And uh, down your spine, into your brainstem, we have synaptic receptors. It's hot. Don't touch it. Move away, right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, what I know is that with talk therapy, there's no way that I can go in and find a billion times a billion possibilities Mm -hmm. um, of what could be going on with a client. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so great about brain spotting is I don't have to find it. Mm -hmm. The client's body is going to discover what that is. And um, you know more than I know. And that's that's a a paradigm shift as a therapist for me. Totally. Yeah. And so... What we're trained to do as therapists is to just hold the space for the potential of the human that is in our in our room mm-hmm. and attune to their energy and follow them where they're at. And there have been enough times where we fall into attunement and out of attunement all day long with people as we're relating to them. So mm-hmm. there uh, is enough times where I've sat with clients and kind of fallen out of attunement. I'm like, I bet they're thinking about their dad right now, you know, <laughs> and I think I know. And they get done, and I say, okay, what happened? And I have no clue that they're going to come up with what they tell me, right? Um, For example, in my brain spotting session when I was finished in January, part of what I felt like I was doing was I was almost in like when in this milky room and this experience, the therapist completely disappeared from my vision. I couldn't see her any longer. And it was like I was going down this portal slippy slide and almost had kind of a rebirthing experience of 
sprouting wings and knowing that I was going to be just fine on my own, no matter what happened. I, I went back to that authentic self. And that's the thing about conflict is the reason why it's so hard for people is because we don't hold ourselves and ourself in the same value as the other person we're in conflict with, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if we're going to take our value and we're going to measure it, depending on how somebody else views it, we're in trouble, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you get done with brain spotting, you go home, you're tired, you, a week later, you have this awareness that the hold that that thing had on you didn't have that thing on you the way that it had before. Um, and did it stick? Did it stay? Has it remained? For the most part, yes. Mm-hmm. But again, I've got a billion times a billion neural or uh, uh, synaptic connections, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, do I experience anxiety still? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If it becomes overwhelming, then I'll contact my therapist and do some brain spotting around that. But for the most part, I've been able to, to not have that come back up. Not in the same way. So just to clarify, for a person who, I know we've said you come in, you, you look at a pointer, you stare at a pointer, but just to kind of give people the lay of the land, because right. it was hard for me to visualize it without experiencing it. I came into your office. I sat on a couch. You sat on a chair across the room from me. When we started the brain spotting, you moved a little bit to the left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you put a pointer in the right on the right side of the room and it's just a like a how would you describe the pointer i mean it's just like a silver so the pointer i have is Mm -hmm. off of amazon and you can get it it's a flagpole pointer oh so it will raise and the reason why i do that is because i think the it'll raise 10 feet Mm-hmm. So I can go really, really high in case someone's visual field mm-hmm. is, um, you know, we're, we're collecting data all the time through our visual field. So what I'm really doing with the pointer is I am looking for your reflexes. Mm-hmm. And so if I have somebody that's not as attuned to their body and they don't know how to work uh, in a mindful way with their body and tell me, oh, I'm feeling really activated in this spot, then I will go along their visual field on the y-axis and I, or do I have that right? X, Y, I can't remember. Uh, I, I don't X even know what you're talking y. about. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I'm you going to go and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> horizontally yeah. and I'm going to go vertically, yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm going to find those reflexes and that can be clearing the throat. That can be a blink. It can be uh, the, a twitch and a finger and I'm looking for that and as I find that I can ask the person that's sitting across from me do you feel it more intensely here and oftentimes most people are like oh yeah that's it and so before COVID we were supposed to sit fairly close to the client but we don't do that now Mm. and uh, what I do is I use a jar of rice and I put my flagpole pointer in there because I don't want to hold it for very long but we're meant to hold it oh and um but I'm rebellious, and so I'm not going to hold that thing. And so... And if somebody goes for a long time, your arm would get so tired. Yeah, yeah exactly. So wow. you're following my logic. I, would, I wouldn't be holding yes. your flagpole pointer either. Mm-mm. 
So you look at the end of the pointer, and what happens is, is as you begin to hold your gaze there, and you're listening to the bilateral music, and I'm mm-hmm. attuning to your energy, you're going to go into more subcortical operations. So we do this naturally, and if you ever catch yourself zoning out and staring at the floor, then you're gaze spotting. It's your body's natural ability to, if you will, hold your attention to that spot and then ask yourself, why am I holding attention here? Mm-hmm. And just hold it there. You'll, you'll go subcortical on your own. So listeners can try that. Where you look affects how you feel. So if you want to feel more grounded in a day, you sit down in a chair um, and you look left, right, up, down, you find the spot that you feel most grounded in, you can go back to that grounding spot. You can do that with trauma if you are trying to, you're at home and you want to process your own grief. Where you look affects how you feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you, does the music, do you have to have the music? No, okay. I actually have um, a few clients that I don't do the music with because mm-hmm. they go into a uh, hypo arousal and that's the under performing they um, are depressed Mm. Um, they're dealing with drug addictions and they will fall asleep and so in order to kind of keep them Mm. engaged and attuned to their own process I would like to keep them awake with little kiddos, uh, if they fall asleep, that's just fine. Maybe that's exactly what the body needs. And that's fine, too, for somebody who's dealing with, you know, great trauma or addiction. Maybe they do need to sleep. But for the most part, um, I try to keep people engaged and awake in that in that process so that they can have a sense of, of wh- where it is their body's hoping to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, Let's say somebody is listening and they're like, "Gal, like I've got a lot of anxiety right now or mm-hmm. I have a lot of sadness right now or anger right now. Um, does somebody need to have something for brain spotting to be effective? Or can you just come in and say, I'm curious about brain spotting and I don't really have a thing right now, but I want to see what what could come up. Right. It works better if you have a thing. Okay. It works better if you have a thing. Um, you know, I've got a, a client who struggles with um, some gastrointestinal issues that cause her a lot of pain. And just to think about that versus being in the pain, she gets a different experience. Wow. Right? Yeah. So it's better if you come in and you really are have a thing really in the thing Mm -hmm. well what was funny is when when I called you to to talk about it you were like well it really it really helps you know I was like I'm interested in in you know I want to have you on my podcast and I'm interested in experiencing it because I think it's always better to talk through it if Mm -hmm. I mean if I had not gone through it I it wouldn't I wouldn't get it like right. I wouldn't get it's, it. It's a hard thing to conceptualize. Right. There's a, the acronym for it is BSP. And he, David Grand jokes and says, I, I can't call it BS, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard enough already. People look at it and go brain spotting. What is that? Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. it sounds so out there. It's esoteric. It's it's like, huh? Um, and I, I mean, I had no idea what to expect. But you said to me, like, it's. It does work better if if you have something. So is there, 
anything, I was like, girl, I've got plenty. Like, <laughs> let, me, let me pick which issue I'm going to focus on today. <laughs> um, so... Uh, a billion times a billion. Uh, right? A billion times a billion <laughs> is about right. Hmm, which thing? Which thing do I want to go back to? But what was interesting is you told me that when I got to the office. So I hadn't put any thought into mm-hmm. what's my thing, mm-hmm. um, and or maybe I had. And but at the last minute, I changed. And I was like, no, I, I think I thought I was going to focus on this, but then something inside of me said, maybe you should, maybe you should focus on that. So I don't mind telling a little bit about my experience. I, I don't want to share all of it and not because, um, it's incredibly personal personal. and it's a spiritual, for me, it was a spiritual experience. It was a holy I I said that when I was done and I also said that, you know, Brittany and I went to dinner and did a a breakdown of our experiences Mm -hmm. and I told her everything. And I mean, mine was an incredibly spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. Um, but it also involves other people. Right. So I don't want to, I don't want to go into massive detail, but, um, you know, one of the things, and I, I don't mind sharing this, one of the things you know, I've never ever been if you if you lined up my 10 best friends who've known me all my life you, and you ask them is Tova angry mm-hmm. is Tova an angry person that mm-hmm. probably be, would be one of the very last words that they would sure. ever use to describe me um, but I have noticed I have noticed that since I got divorced I can get angry in a way that I was never good capable of being angry before. Good. Sometimes it's good. Anger creates action. <laughs> yes. Yes. And if you don't get angry and you don't feel action, I mean you don't feel the push that anger provides. Yep. You're not going to take any action in your life. Yeah. But no, the anger that I felt in my marriage absolutely catapulted me, saved me, yeah. saved me yeah. um, from staying in a situation I didn't need to be in any longer. But, but it's it's kind of stuck with me longer than I've, I would have liked, and it it comes out in ways mm-hmm. that I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, like why am I getting so angry? And, um, and I have not, I have not enjoyed seeing that part of myself. Um, and I, I feel bad for the people. Good. That keeps you humble. (laughs) Yes, totally. (laughs) It is totally humbling because no fun when we act in a way where we don't like it. No, you know, no, but we all do at times. Oh, we all do. We all do. We all do. And that is my humanness Mm -hmm. and, you know, my, Son Carter and is can trigger me with in ways that. How old is he? He's uh, sixteen, almost seventeen. Nobody's ever heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like it when yeah. I get angry because it doesn't solve anything. It's not the way that I want to be handling that conflict. Right. Um, but I've seen it in other parts of my life that I, that have not been. They have not been my finest moments. Let mm-hmm. me say that. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's, that was my focus because I really wanted to understand more about Mm -hmm. it. I just, and, and And that's the thing about brain spotting. It doesn't have to be trauma. It's anything that brings you discomfort, right? Yes. Yes. And I was mostly just curious, like, sure. What is this? And where, where does it come from? And Mm -hmm. why is it still here? And right. And what is there something I, I really, I do think that there is healthy anger, Mm -hmm. but the unhealthy parts of my anger, I really wanted to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And, um, what came up for me and I shared my whole experience with you, what came up for me, the vision. And and when I was done, I was like, that was so interesting. That was like a dream. Mm -hmm. That's the best way I can explain it. It was like a dream. You know, I told, I told the guy I am dating all about it and he was so sweet, but I, I'm sure I'm thinking, what if he did this? And you know, we were on a long car ride and I told him, so he couldn't leave, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we had time, you know, and, and it was kind of perfect, but, and he was so supportive, but it's such a different, you know, you know, when you wake up from a dream mm-hmm. and you were like, I had the weirdest dream. And then right. you start talking about the dream and then you're like, nobody connects this to is- it. Yes. Yes. They're like, great. Mm, yes. Can I go get something to eat now? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that made no sense, you right. know, and, but it actually made perfect sense to me. Yep. What, what I saw and it was a vision, mm-hmm. you know, the, what I experienced was very visual. Um, nobody entered the room, but it was like seeing it in my mind. It's I saw like it, a movie plays out. Yes. Yeah. I saw it like a dream. Yep. And my eyes were open. You know, the, I'm staring at that pointer the whole time. Um, but what I experienced was so profound and so eye opening and so healing. Um, and, and you know what is so funny? The, the thing that came up, one of, the, one of the things that came up that I saw um, has, been, has been an issue, mm-hmm. has been an issue. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to try to explain this without saying too much, but that thing came up yesterday again. Mm-hmm. Um, between The activation? The activation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aggravation the, yes the, the <laughs> conflict yes and yeah. and the way that I reacted and the way that I responded and the way that I felt isn't that the best not well, all flooded with that emotion I had none of it free I had none of it yeah and uh that was un. And the person that I have been experiencing that with for the first time trusted me Mm. with that conflict because for so long, if this bubbled up, I responded or reacted in a way that was so unpleasant that it, it had eroded some trust between. Well, and that's the thing about attunement. Yes. Right. It, I mean, we all read energy. Oh yeah. You know, and oh, yeah. so you can be flooded with emotion and say everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other person knows, no, it's not. Yeah. 
Everyone so, wants more specifics on what you're talking about. Though, I Tom. know, but I can't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll tell you later. All right, all right. If you're one of my BFFs, I'll go on a walk and tell you exactly what happened. But, uh, but God, it was. I just want everybody here because it's good radio. Yeah. <laughs> Content. I know, but it, but it, it you know it, the the details don't necessarily matter. It's the feeling that you walk away with. And the feeling the, was amazing. The um, the healing. Yeah, you know, and the healing, and and the eyes of the person across from me looking at me like I can't believe. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we're engaging about this. Well, and then they have to act differently. Yes, and. They did. And it changes the entire system. Yes. It which changed. Which is really, really beautiful. The entire system. And I, you know, one of the things, and, and I know Carter wouldn't mind. I mean, Carter knows that we've experienced conflict. And he can, he's like me. He can get pretty fired up and I can get fired up. And we have both been too fired up with each other. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I texted you last week and said, you know, something came up with Carter and the way that I responded, because one of the things that came out, and I don't mind saying this, is one of the things that I saw that I don't mind sharing is I saw Carter and I in the kitchen, mm-hmm. in my kitchen, and he and I were in conflict in in this in when I was brain spotting in this in this vision in your dream in my dream Mm -hmm. and instead of me getting angry i had compassion i had compassion and what i saw was that when when all he wants is to be loved and feel safe and understood by me and when i get angry it makes him scared i saw that and i felt that when I was brain spotting. And so the very thing that I have been wanting from people when I get angry, when I, you know, the two or three people that I can get really angry at, the thing that I want in that moment is unconditional love, compassion, and understanding. And so the very thing that I want is the very thing that Carter wants, and it's why he gets so angry. I saw that, I felt that. And so I knew... You've got to meet him from now on. You've got to meet him with the same thing you wish people would meet you with. And that's compassion and understanding and love. Well, and I remember when you got done uh, with your your time in my office, and I knew that you'd done a lot of work, so mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't need to, to do a lot of front-loading with you um, and trusted that uh, for you. And so I didn't know really what you were going to go in and and process and Mm -hmm. when you got done what you had said to me was i couldn't have gotten there on my own yeah i you know and i love that because brain spotting gets to the root Mm -hmm. and you know we we spend so much time like clipping off the tops of the Mm -hmm. weeds and this just goes in and takes the root out and for you it's a great analogy you did some brain spotting for maybe 35 minutes yeah it was exactly 35 minutes yeah Mm -hmm. And uh, when I did it, I did it for an hour and a half. And I mean, I, I bet you were felt exhausted. like I was floating. Yeah. I felt like I had gone literally back into the womb. Yeah. Floating. I bet. Which was wonderful, you know. 
Yes. I really just got to go offline and be in a safe space Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just be with me and me. Mm -hmm. In a way that I have never been with me before. Mm -hmm. so, So there was a conflict, to put a bow on that story, there was a conflict, you know, Carter... Carter ticked me off <clears throat> about something last week. We were standing in my kitchen, and I just grabbed him, and I was like, it's a good thing you're cute. Do you Aww. know how much I love you? And I was like, I don't want to fight about this. And I said, let's let's figure this out without getting angry. And And we did. And yesterday, he was back at my house. He was supposed to be at Topher's, but he had come home from work and just popped by. And we sat on the couch. We were talking about <laughs> the election. And he was asking me questions all about it, at, you know, ins and outs, how mm-hmm. it all works. And we were just sitting there. And I said, Carter, I sure love getting along with you. Like, it feels so good. And I said, what do you think has changed? And, it, what, you know, we, we were headed down a much happier, healthier path before brain spotting just because sure. I was like I because you are who you are you all and I don't want that kind of relationship sure. with my son but it's just been such a such a good run here lately with him and I said what do you what do you think it is and he said um he was like you know mom I think we just both made the decision that we love each other and we need to be nicer to each other <laughs> and I was like yeah, sometimes it's just that simple, you know? Mm-hmm. But one thing that I wanted to share, the reason that it was such a spiritual experience for me is I really had, and I don't mind sharing this about my experience either, one of the things that I saw, and this was at the end, um, is the room went completely white. Um, I was standing on like a pillar that was raised up and it was like I was on a pedestal and I was alone and I was safe and it was warm and it was white. And all of a sudden I felt the hands of God come behind me and pick me up from underneath my shoulders like you would a baby from behind. And it was just this feeling, this deep sense of God having me and just like you left with that sense of God I like I had wings God has me yep. he's all I really yep. need yep. at the end of the day like the fact that I have him and he has me mm-hmm. allows me to be free from all of these things that I was holding so tightly to because it at the end of the experience, I was all alone with God, and I didn't need anything or anyone else. And I have thought about that a thousand times since that experience. Um, and that was the part that it was really... And it's interesting that you and I both walked away with that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and And I wonder if that's like not like... 10 more steps towards enlightenment, you know, is understanding who you are as a child of God and that all we really need at the end of the day is him, you know, and that's what I felt. And it's 
There has been a piece about me since I was in your That's office right. that I could not have accessed or or had other otherwise. I really believe that yeah. because I've read all the books. I have read every self-help book. Me too. I have spent tens of thousands of dollars, you know, in therapy. All of Jimmy Choo's that Janice wears, I've paid for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but this was this is just you know what it's another tool in your toolbox yep and if i ever get triggered like i'm str really struggling with something again i'm i'm going back yeah i really yeah. am going back um because i'm like you i know how to talk to little tova I know how, when I'm behaving poorly. I know when I should be responding versus reacting. I know when I should be active listening and I'm, I'm not, you know, I know, I know it all. Mm -hmm. I know my attachment style. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would just really encourage anyone who's just in the middle of something that you feel like you can't get out of. Um, to to call you and and i mean for me it really it, it was one experience and it felt really healing um i'm sure there's people who need to come more, more than, than once, once. Yep. Yep. um and the great thing about coming to you lori is processing it after right because yes once you experience it yeah i could go home and stare at a you know, and maybe not, it's not the same if you don't have same. somebody holding space for you. That mm -hmm. is incredibly powerful and healing when someone else is attuning to you, holding space for you, and then there to hear whatever it is that came forward and up. Yeah. You know, and helping you make sense of it without making you feel crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to share that we did not talk about that I found so fascinating is. I knew that anger, my anger, uh, was something that I wanted to focus on, but I didn't come to your office angry. Right. And so when we started the process, you said on a scale of one to 10, how, how do you, how much, how, how activated are you? Yes. How activated are you? Yeah. That's how you said it. And I said, zero. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't angry. And then all of a sudden I went to a three and then to a six, and then to a nine. And I could feel it, and you asked me a couple of different times when we were going through it, mm -hmm. where do you feel it in your body? And I could feel it in my jaw, I could feel it in my throat, my hands, and I'm sure you noticed, because you were watching, but mm -hmm. I didn't notice it until you asked me, where do you feel it in your body? But I was squeezing the hell out of my, my hand, one, you know, my right, hand was clenching my left mm -hmm. and I could feel the anger in my body and you know my jaw was all Ugh. you know I was mad yeah. I felt I felt it and then by the time the whole experience was over you asked me you must have known by my body language that I had come had no idea really no idea uh what I think I probably did is asked you what your number was yes and you maybe went to uh, oh, I went a one or a zero. And I said, I want you to go back to the beginning and I want you to try to recall 
what you're angry about and where do you go? And I'm pretty sure you stayed at a zero. And so I said, well, take off your headphones. We're done. But okay, that's so interesting, Lori, because I could have sworn that there was some something that you saw because the second, the second that I, my, the vision, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, the dream was over, mm-hmm. is when you asked me, "What are you at right now?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "How did she know?" I, that? I'm watching for reflexes, certainly, but I have no idea where you're at visually, sure. or if you're auditory, or you know what's going on with you, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, if you furrow a brow or you're, you know, I can, I can see clients eyes, uh, doing rapid movement. Oftentimes, Mm. um, twitches will happen. Legs will kick out. Um, heads will bob, uh, throat, a lot of swallowing, oftentimes belching. That's funny. I swallowed a ton and I noticed my fingers. Your finger was definitely yes. working. Well, I mean, yeah. what was that? Yeah. I noticed that. And I wasn't moving my finger. Right. Like, it was... It's your nervous system. That's crazy. I know. I know. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> you know, the I last know. two weeks, we've had Dee O'Neill in here mm-hmm. from the from the Brain Institute and uh, Fit Neuro Now. And she was talking all about the mind-body connection and... Just, I can't imagine the healing that you've seen in people's bodies because of the healing that has taken place in their minds. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how it's all connected? I'm grateful to do what I do for a living. Yeah. You know, that's really, I'm just facilitating and I see it as facilitating for God, ultimately letting him work through me. I know? love that. Yeah. I love that. Do you love what you do? Love it (laughs) love my job uh it's crazy that people pay me to do what i do yeah it's it's really good it's so so is this something i know you counsel a ton Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but you've started this brain spotting and i'm sure it's just gonna take off because of the way people talk about it but um is this something I, I actually don't think there's another brain spotting practitioner in Dallas. There's one and two in Fort Worth that oh, I'm aware of. Wow. Yeah. It's new. Wow. I mean, it was developed in 2003. David Grand's out of New York. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a couple of different institutes that have been formed around the country, but not in, not in Dallas. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, would you like to do this full time? Like, would you, if you're, practice just became brain spotting would you like that or would you miss counseling um i think it's i mean it is tied together so yeah i think that uh knowing someone's history and where they're coming from and what Mm -hmm. they need to work on enriches Mm -hmm. how we set up brain spotting Mm -hmm. Um, i'm certainly not in charge of the brain spotting and what goes on once we put the headphones on and get going Mm -hmm. but as far as the setup and providing a safe environment i think it's it's nice to know, but I don't have to know. You know, mm-hmm. I was telling you initially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have to know somebody's language and I can do brain spotting, um, which is completely amazing. Yeah, um, that is amazing. Like that somebody could come in and not have to go through all of their history and all their, because that is the hard part about starting with a new therapist is you're sure. like, ugh, it's like getting a new hairstylist. Right. Like <laughs> of wh- how many mistakes are we going to have to go through before we get it right? And, right? and you know, it's like, 
when you when I was in the hospital with my kids, I hated when like the shift changed because mm-hmm. they would come in and be like, "Can you What's tell your name? It? Who are yes. you? Yes, yeah." And you da da like, right. ugh, just read the chart. Like it's exhausting going through your, all your shit. Sure, for lack of yeah. a better word. Yeah. So it is cool that somebody could come to your office and if they don't want to get into all their stuff, they could come in and have this experience with you. And, and as long as I know they're going to be safe. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't want somebody super activated walking out and that's having true. to go drive a car or, you know. Um, so before we close, I can't believe we're already at an hour. What the heck? Um, how, what would you say to somebody who's like, this, this is bullshit. This is BS. This, this is BS. This is like, Where's the, where's the, where's the research in this? What there's, this sounds crazy. There is, there is research. Mm -hmm. Certainly they can go out and find it. We need more. Mm -hmm. Um, there's lots of talks about it on YouTube. Um, Mm. it's hard to, to communicate it to somebody who's in resistance. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if, yeah, if somebody's in Mm -hmm. resistance, they're probably not going to have a great experience with it because they're going to block it and call it bullshit and, you know, be, all up in their neocortex and you know that's fine i don't need i don't i don't i'm not here to try to convince anybody of anything if it resonates with you great if it doesn't move along (laughs) i love that that's what i would say kev you need to adopt that kind of attitude you're you're always so like i need some serious brain spotting (laughs) trust me you, you, I think you would be an awesome candidate for uh, this. I think so, too. I mean, I think you should try it, Kev. I think you should try it. I want to know all about your experience. <laughs> I'd be happy to <laughs> talk air. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm you, an open book. You talk about your experience on air, and then maybe I'll talk about mine. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll do it. <laughs> I promise I'll do it you, you whatever. Well, I'll do it first. Comes out, you you're not going to be able to I, I, I'm fascinated everything. by it. Well, I've you, never you had anybody so? walk out of my office and say nothing happened. Not mm. one. Wow. Not one. Wow. That's a big... That's what you say to the people who say BS is BS. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even have time for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Like it is so true, but I'm telling you, it it was an incredible healing, beautiful experience for me and if you have if you have something if if somebody's listening who's like man i've tried this 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 and i'm still struggling i know all the things and maybe you even don't know all the things but you're just struggling like you want to get past jealousy you want to get past rage you want to get past you want to expand yes you want to expand and and who doesn't want to expand um, those people that are in resistance yeah. to brain spine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just always, I'm open. And, and I too. just think that the, the, the world, I just think this is a gift. It's a beautiful gift that I experienced. And I mean, am I cured? No. Am I going to, that doesn't happen till we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to lose my shit again? Probably. That sucks. That's the only cure. <laughs> How do I get over this death? <laughs> well, that sucks. Yeah. No, that's not really what I was saying. I, <laughs> I wasn't saying that. <laughs>
But it's like Jana says, you're never there. You know? yeah. yeah. Perfection is not something yeah. that we get to. Yeah. It's just not. There is no there. That's what it is. A yeah. billion times a billion. Yeah. That brings me a lot of comfort. Yes, me too. About my crazy. Me too. And everybody's crazy. Yeah. Kevin is for sure crazy. No right? doubt. <laughs> Without question. I love your crazy though. <laughs> <laughs> you say that now, yeah. What do you hear about the brain spotting crazy that comes out? And then you'll, we'll see what you say. You you have to do this, Kevin. I, I, sure? I think it's awesome. I mean. It sounds awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome. I, I just can't say enough good things about it. So, Lori, how do people find you? My website. Because I think your phone's going to ring. Thanks. My website I, is recoverjoy.com. Oh, what yeah. a great name for a website. Yeah, recoverjoy.com. That's what we're all after. Yes. Yeah. And um, what about people who are out of town? Can you do this? As long as they're in the state of Texas, that's where I'm licensed. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yep. Okay, so if they, if you're in Texas and you're listening, so could you, do you just do it Zoom? Can you do brain spotting Zoom? Can, you can do brain spotting on Zoom. Wow. Yep. Okay, yep. good. Um, and do you want to give your office number out? 214-520-4000. Oh, that's such an easy number. 214-520-4000. Good little vanity number there. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, when she called me back, I was like, telemarketer. I put her to voicemail. Because it just looked too good. Yeah. To be a real person. <laughs> it was a 4200. Yeah. That's a no. <laughs> Lori, thank you. Thank you, Toba. And thank you so much for such a healing experience for me. I just, I cannot thank you. It was a life-changing experience. It's a, something I'll never forget. When I told my brother about it, he was crying like a baby. Aww. Yeah. It was healing for him to hear about it. It was awesome. You're I like awesome. that. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank thank you, thank you for you. being here. And thank you all for listening. Have an amazing week. <laughs>